0: Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. First Thessalonians chapter number one, and we're going to look at verses five through 10. Just want to kind of give you, if this is, uh, if you were not here with us last week as we jumped into this series, I just kind of want to just give you a quick review. We find that Paul here starts off in his greeting in verses one through four, and he begins to share with them the relationships that he has with Silas and Timothy and that the relationships that he has with the church of of Thessalonica and also of the relationship that they have with God. Aren't you thankful today that because of Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship with God? Amen. Um, but then he goes on to say in verse number two that he, he um, encourages them through prayer. He says, I give thanks for you all always. He makes mention of them to God in his prayers. And then in verse number three, he reminds them and he remembers of their faith and their labor of love and their patience of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he commends them uh, for their faith, love, love and hope. But today Paul is going to jump in and he's going to show us why they have these attributes. The reason why they are able to live with faith, love and hope and that's found in these next few in this passage of scripture. Look at verse number 5. This is this is why. Verse number 5. The Bible says, "For or you can say because our gospel came not unto you in word only but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you and how ye turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. I want to preach on this morning and I'm excited to preach on the power of the gospel, the power of the gospel. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear heavenly father, we love you. We're so thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, the burial and the resurrection and father, the hope and the promise that he will return one day. God, we're thankful today for your word. We're thankful for the example that we see here in the Thessalonian church. God, we see the power of the gospel. Father, I pray that you would help us to just be enlightened and uh, Lord, that that the gospel, we would see it in a new light today and a refreshed light today. Knowing that there is power in the gospel, there is power to transform us. There is power in the gospel to give us boldness and, and Father, to give us hope. Father, I pray that you would help us to. to to see the power of the gospel this morning through your word. Lord, I need you. I ask that you would speak through me and give me, uh, Lord, just fill me with the Holy Spirit and we'll give you all the praise and glory for what you'll do. And it's in your holy and precious name that I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So what is the gospel? In In a nutshell, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we must understand today that the gospel, and I've said this before, should impact everything that we do in the Christian life. The gospel, I've said this many times, and I'll probably say it a thousand more times, but the gospel is not just the ABCs of the Christian life. It is the A to Z in the Christian life. Paul begins to write here of the impact that the gospel had Upon these believers in Thessalonica. And every church today, listen, church, should have and should see the same impact that this church had, that the gospel had on this church. Why? Because it is the same gospel. And as we look at this passage of scripture, I want us to see the power of the gospel. And Paul tells us here that the power, he shows us that the gospel first, number one, transforms us into his image. The gospel transforms us into His image. Look at verse number five. He says this: uh, "For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake." These Thessalonica Thessalonian believers uh, they believed in the gospel when they heard its message. They received it. The Bible says with Power. Now that word power, it has the sense of possession of controlling influence. When they received the gospel, it made an impact on their life. It made an influence. It had an influence, a a powerful divine influence upon their life. He also says that they received it in the Holy Ghost. And so as the Holy Ghost convicted them and assured them of its message, the Bible says that they received it in assurance. They received it with absolute confidence. You see, Paul says in verse number three, he says, when I think of you, I'm reminded of your work of faith and your labor of love and your patience of hope that you have in Christ. And then in verse number five, he says, for or because of the gospel's power. You see, uh, uh, because of its effect on you. Paul is saying that the gospel is a force to be reckoned with. The gospel in and of itself is an agent of divine power. The Bible says in Romans 1, 16, that it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen? It is powerful. In verse number six, he says this, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. The gospel had such a, a supernatural impact and influence on them and as they looked at the influence it had on Paul and Silas and Timothy they began to to be imitators of them and of the Lord they received the bible says the word they accepted the gospel message even though they knew that there would be persecution they still received it with joy the bible says because they were assured by the holy ghost that it was the truth but also we see in verse number 7 it says this so that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. That word in samples is the Greek word that we, we get our word today, type. It's a type. Uh, it means a representative form or pattern, often for imitation or replication. You see, the gospel had such an impact on them that the imitators became the examples. Amen? The gospel had power, so much power in such a way that the imitators became then the examples. The gospel transformed them into the image of Christ so much so that the believers in Macedonia and Achaia began to pattern their lives after them. Understand today that the gospel can make that same impact in our life. Amen? There is still power in the gospel. The gospel can still transform our lives. These believers didn't receive religion when they received the gospel. Listen, they received a powerful relationship with Jesus Christ. They received forgiveness of sin. They received redemption. They were justified by the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of the gospel and what it meant to them, they desired to follow Christ. They desired to be like him. You see, religion says, I follow Christ to be accepted of God. But the gospel says, I am accepted of God because of Jesus Christ. Therefore, I follow him. Have you received the gospel in power? Have you received the gospel in power? Do you allow the Holy Spirit to daily assure you of what the gospel is? And what it means to those who have believed in it? Have you allowed the gospel of Jesus Christ to take root in your heart in such a way that you desire to be like him? Tim Keller said this, we do not get saved by believing the gospel and then grow by trying hard to live according to biblical principles. Believing the gospel is not only the way to meet God, but also the way to grow into him. You see, as we understand God's forgiveness When we look at the gospel, we start to forgive others. When we begin to look at the gospel of Jesus Christ and as the reality of of Christ's sacrifice takes root in our hearts, then we begin to lay down our selfish desires. We begin to serve our families. We begin to serve our neighbors. We begin to serve the strangers on the street. Why? Because the gospel transforms us into the image of Christ. The gospel has power but are you receiving the gospel daily in power? Are you allowing the gospel to have a daily influence, possess an influence in your life? The gospel is able to transform us into his image, but also number two, it gives us boldness. The power of the gospel, it gives us boldness. Look at verse number eight. The Bible says this, for from you, the church in Thessalonica, Sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God word is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. You see, in verse number six, they received the gospel with joy, right? Even though they knew that they would suffer persecution. The Bible tells us that when Paul, in the book of Acts, chapter number 17, when Paul was visiting, uh, the, when Paul was established, helping establish this church in Thessalonica, that they saw persecution. A man by the name of Jason had Paul stay with him while he was in Thessalonica and, and the, the Jews, the unbelieving Jews found out about it. And so they took, they took Jason and others out in front of everyone and said, hey, if you preach the gospel, if you harbor anyone that preaches the gospel, this is what's gonna happen to you. And they took a tribute from him. They took money from him. And said, this is what's going to happen. You'll be persecuted. They knew that they would be persecuted, but they had boldness. They had joy in receiving the gospel. The Bible, the Bible says that their faith to Godward. word, it means that they had trust. Their trust in God and in the gospel of Jesus Christ gave them boldness to speak the gospel in the midst of persecution. You see, Wearsby says this of this church. That, were, that they were both receivers of the word. The word came to them, but also they were transmitters. The word went out from them in verse number eight. And let me say this, each believer and the church must receive and also transmit God's message. You see, his love, the love that is seen in the gospel of Jesus Christ should drive us, should give us boldness. It should give us boldness to share the word of God. I, I love this. It says the, the love of Jesus. Uh, um, sorry. You see, God is the source of love. Listen to this. God is the source of love. Jesus is the proof of love and boldness is the outcome of love. Amen. God is the source of love and, and Jesus was the proof of love in the gospel. And as we look at the gospel, our boldness should be an outcome, an outpouring of his love for us. At the end of each of the four gospels, at the beginning of the book of Acts, there are commissions for the church to be bold in their witness. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, and when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted, some feared that they were able to, to continue the work of Christ. He's about to ascend it back into heaven. He's about to leave them. Some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power, is given unto me in heaven and in earth, go ye therefore. In Mark 16, 15, he said, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In Luke chapter 24 and verse number 46, the Bible says, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued, with power from on high. He said, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. And John 20, verse 21, then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you as my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter one, verse number eight, it says, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. What am I trying to say? Listen, each one of these passages takes place when? After the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus in his resurrected body comes to them and shares this news. Why? Because the gospel, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, knowing that he is alive and that he is with us through the Holy Spirit should give us boldness to speak the name of Christ. It should give us boldness to speak the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's with us. The gospel, it transforms us into his image. The gospel, it gives us boldness. But number three, the gospel leads us to worship. The gospel leads us to worship. Look at verse number nine. The Bible says this, for they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you. He says, listen, I've received reports from Macedonia and Achaia of of what God is doing there. He says, and how ye turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Listen, Paul says that we've heard these reports all over Macedonia, all over Achaia of the impact that the gospel of Jesus Christ has had on you in Thessalonica. you see, the Thessalonians had many false pagan gods that they worshiped. I'm sure many of these believe now believers ha- had be- have been raised and taught that these false gods were to be worshiped. But you see, those that received the gospel in power of Jesus were radically changed. so much so that they turned from worshiping those gods to worshiping the one true. Living God. Let me say this church, acceptable and God-pleasing worship is shaped and driven by the gospel. Acceptable and God-pleasing worship is shaped and driven by the gospel. You see, in our sin, we are unable to enjoy communion with God. We are unable to, to spend time with him. The Bible says that none are righteous. No, not one. The Bible says that that we are all sinners. We've all sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. It is in this hopeless state that the gospel begins to shine. The gospel of Jesus Christ says that sinful humanity can can gain access through the forgiveness of God. The Bible says in Romans 3, verses 21 through 26, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be the the propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, through the forbearance of God to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus Christ. Listen, because of Christ's substitutionary death on the cross, for us, the just wrath of God was satisfied for those who believe. Amen? Because of the gospel, sinful men and women can be brought into a worshiping relationship with God. Because outside of the gospel, there is no hope for that type of relationship. Because of the gospel, we continue to worship. Someone once said this we need the gospel for ongoing worship because of our continued disposition to sin. Understand this, church. The sacrificial system was the heart of the Old Testament, it was the heart of worship in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, the death, the burial, And the resurrection of Jesus Christ becomes the center of our worship. Jesus is the heart of our worship. The gospel makes worship possible. The gospel and how these believers received it, it led to their worship. Let me say this. When you receive the gospel in your daily life, in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, it will lead to you turning from your idols and worshiping the one true God. That's why the gospel is so important. That's why the gospel is so powerful. Not just for our salvation, but for our sanctification. Not just for our salvation, but for our worship. Because the gospel leads us to worship. But then lastly, the gospel provides hope. The gospel provides hope. Bible says in verse number ten, and he says, "For they themselves show of us what manner of entering in we had unto you, how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come." Paul continues to speak of the reports from these other believers in Macedonia and Achaia. He says, "Not only do they say you've turned from." these false gods, and now worship the one true God, but, they, but, but that you are also living patiently in hope of the return of Jesus Christ, the living Savior, the one who rescued them from the wrath of God to come. Listen, church, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the foundation of Christian hope. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the foundation of a Christian's hope. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead, amen, and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, but by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. First Peter one says, blessed be the God of and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Aren't you thankful for the hope that we have? The hope of Jesus Christ in his return. Like we said earlier, in our sin, we found ourselves in a desperate situation without hope, without a relationship with God. But God sent Jesus to fix that desperate situation, that hopeless situation. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a message of hope, a hope that is certain, a hope of forgiveness, a hope of reconciliation with God, a hope of eternal life. You see, Jesus, the sinless God, the sinless son of God, died to pay the penalty for our sins and rose again so that we too might have a sinless life in eternity. Paul described Jesus as our hope in 1 Timothy He described Jesus as a blessed hope in Titus. Jesus, you know, not only came to bring hope, but he is hope. We have received new birth into a living hope that's real each and every day. It's living, why? Because Jesus is alive. The world lacks hope. People are trying to fill their empty lives with stuff. Abuse, addiction, illness, broken relationships, they surround us. And people need to know that Jesus came to bring hope, that he is our hope and that our hope is alive. And that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ does. It gives the believer hope. I pray that the gospel has provided hope for you and that it continues to provide hope for you. I'll close with this. Let me say this church, all of these things that we've talked about, Should flow from the work of the gospel. All of these things should flow from the work of the gospel. Very interesting. In Romans chapter one verse fifteen, Paul says this. He says, "So as much as is in me, is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you, that are at Rome also." Now I've always read that passage of scripture, that verse, and. I've always seen it as Paul's desire to go and to preach the gospel to the lost. But if you study this passage, you study the context of this passage, you see in verse number seven, who Paul is wanting to bring the message of the gospel to. It is this in verse number seven, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. You know, Paul was eager to bring the gospel message to the believers to those who have already received it. He, he desired, he was excited to bring the gospel message to those, the church. Why was he so excited to preach the gospel to those who have already believed its message for their salvation? Because Paul knew that the gospel was powerful. Paul knew that the gospel was not only powerful for their salvation, but also for their sanctification, for their glorification. And he says, hey, I, I'm excited to preach the gospel to you in Rome Why? Because it can transform you into the image of Christ. I'm excited to preach the gospel to you in Rome because it can give you the boldness that you need. I'm excited to preach the gospel to you in Rome because it leads you to worship. And I'm excited to preach the gospel to you in Rome, you believers, because it provides hope. The gospel is powerful, church. But have we received it in power and in the Holy Ghost? And in much assurance. Church, stop viewing the gospel. Listen, stop viewing the gospel as only the ABCs of the Christian life and start seeing the gospel as the A to Z of the Christian life. Because the gospel is the key, the fuel, and the destination of the Christian life. The gospel is everything, there is power. In the gospel? Would you allow it to transform you into the image of Christ? Listen, would you allow the gospel to give you hope? Would you allow the gospel to lead you to worship each and every day? And would you allow the gospel to give you the boldness that you need to share the power of the gospel? Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information, check out fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.